Hey everyone, before we start today's episode, I did want to mention that we just made a Patreon. So if you'd like to support us, our link is in our Instagram bio. You can go check it out there. Um, within our Patreon, we also have a new breakout series called After Hours. So uh, go check that out and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. Again, welcome to the new year, 2021. Pretty much the only biggest thing is we've started the Patreon. Um, <laughs> wanted to plug that really quick. Go ahead and check out our bio. Uh, we've got it in there. Thanks to Jesse. Jesse, you're a queen. We appreciate you. But um, today on Cast Conversations, we're not alone. Phil and I are joined by Colleen. Colleen, welcome. Hi, everyone. So, oh, Phil, sorry that I cut you off. No, nope. I always cut you off. <laughs> I was, I was just gonna say, Colleen, you want to let us know. You just told us you had multiple roles. You want to just go through, kind of in order, what all roles you've had? Sure. So I started with the Disney Company. I did a college program back in 2016. Um, it was an amazing opportunity. I was in food and beverage, and that kind of gave me the opportunity to move around a lot. So I was status is our lovely fun disney term at the water parks slash espn wide world of sports which mm. anyone who kind of knows anything about it is when you're status either one of those you pretty much work anywhere and everywhere is needed <laughs> you're kind of the utility person because there's not a lot of stuff that goes on at espn unless it's a scheduled event mm -hmm. so i started there in the spring worked brave season i worked invictus which was the most rewarding experience I've ever had working with Disney. And then I transitioned into Blizzard Beach, which is where I served out the rest of my college program time, came back later that December, less than three months, I think, between ending my college program, finishing college and coming back, that I was able to snag a part-time position, which is not always the easiest, <laughs> no. in food and beverage again. And I was part of the opening team for the festivals team at Epcot, mm -hmm. um, which turned into an opening team role on the Festival of the Arts in 2017, which was super cool. And then, so I was in food and beverage for a while. Then I trans transitioned into, it's technically considered children's activities, but I was in the DVC Preview Center drop-off center for the kids when parents are on tours. I was there for, I think, one day shy of a calendar year. <laughs> wow. And then I have been over at Boardwalk in their children's activities for almost two and a half years now. So it's my oh, longest wow. longest position so far. Wow, wow. That's 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 a lot to digest right there. Uh, that is a lot. It is oh, awesome. Yeah, there's, there's very few places on Disney property that I have not worked. Um, I've done all four parks both water parks, ESPN, Wide World of Sports, Disney Springs, and I'm only missing two resorts, the Grand wow. Estino Tower and the Riviera, which just opened. That's it. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that is that's a lot. Um, so I mean, we'll get through all of that, but kind of want to go back uh, near the beginning. You said you worked uh, Invictus and that was one of the most rewarding. Can you explain yeah. what that is a little bit? So Invictus happened in, I want to say it was May of 2016. Yeah, May of 2016. And Invictus is a program that works with wounded warriors um, who 
have gone overseas and they basically come back and it is the Olympics for wounded warriors. Mm, so we wow. were able to meet, Oh, it, it was so special to be able to meet not only the wounded warriors who were on each of these teams and they weren't just from the United States, they were from other countries and different parts of the world. And it was just so amazing to hear all of their stories. And I will say it was a cool perk. I got to meet some pretty cool celebrities per se mm -hmm. um, while working there. Got to work hand in hand with Prince, um, Prince Harry, which was oh, very wow. cool. Very cool. Um, I got to actually meet Joe Biden at the time he wow. was there. So that was pretty cool. Along with a lot of you're other just casually stuff. meeting all these big names, it was you, just, not you just casually threw out Prince Harry. You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Prince Harry. Um. The best part and the way I met Prince Harry was probably the funniest part. So in ESPN, it's a huge facility and you have a lot of different buildings. It's not just like one specific area. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of elevators. We have to go up and down to move heavy stock carts and all of the different food that has to go in and out of every location. Just casually rolling a ginormous, probably 80 pound beer keg, right? Almost rolled <laughs> right into the elevator and it opens and I just see Prince Harry by himself in an elevator. And I just went, <laughs> hi, <laughs> he was, Oh, come, come on in. I'm going up too. And I was just like casually strolling. Like it's, <laughs> those elevators where like the music is going and you're just like <laughs> well you got a big tub of bud light in front of you <laughs> massive keg and i'm just going okay so this is no one's gonna believe me and i'm the oh, doors open and i go to like get out of the elevator and my leader is standing there and she just looks at me and goes <laughs> come on through <laughs> <laughs> So it remained a joke for the remainder of the Invictus game. So every time he saw me, I wasn't Colleen. I was beer keg girl. And I was like, honestly, I'm good with that. Because okay. every he like, time he like recognized you. Exactly. I'm like, hey, I don't need you to know my name. I don't even like you don't even have to that's read my awesome. name tag. But you know that every time you see me, I'm pushing a beer keg. <laughs> well, that's that's something that not a lot of people can say that Prince Harry knows them. Yeah. I mean, like I could probably see him again and he would have no idea. <laughs> But for about a week, I was in my glory. <laughs> I I can't believe Prince Harry was just wandering around by himself. I, I figured he would always have at least somebody with him. No. I mean, that was the other weird thing. I mean, there was so many other huge names. I mean, I got to meet Derek Huff, which was super cool. That's cool. John Cena, Eric Decker. Who else? There were so many goodness. people. But like, they were just walking around. And it wasn't something that I was like mentally prepared for because every other time at Disney, you, you see a celebrity or someone with a plaid and you're like, oh yeah, they're with their plaid. Like, right. mm -hmm. you don't want to go say anything. We were, they came, they would come up to us and be like, Hey, how are you doing? And you're like, okay, they came up to me so I can say something. But like, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's really interesting. It was, and it was so cool to be able to experience just, there was a different feel that, hung around ESPN for about a week. I mean, working Braves, there was very much just the, oh, it's spring training. Like people mm -hmm. are here to watch the game and go home and have a, have a beer and go about their day. Right. The feel that hung over the building was just so respectful, mm. which was unlike something 
not that not that Disney isn't, but like when you go to a park, you're expecting to hear loud kids screaming and running and yelling and happy, all that fun stuff. But it was just right. very. It was what I would equate to eventually someday I might get to watch an Olympics. But like that was so <laughs> it was just on another level. Yeah, that, that's that is phenomenal. cool. I, yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, so we were the, all, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we were all, I don't know why it's somewhere in it's somewhere in my apartment. But we were all given land like special lanyards that like we had to wear into work, and that was our like clearance. <laughs> and we had to bring it like every single day, and it was just very cool to have. Like it's, I think it's in one of my like keepsake boxes somewhere. But mm-hmm. I'm like, and you know, I have an Invictus lanyard. I also have an Eric Decker glove that he gave. That's me. cool. He casually gave me at the end with like, here's my glove, and I was like. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this you know. Cool. What am I going to do with love? But that's fine. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, so w- one last thing about the celebrities, unless Jeremy has something else. Uh, All good. Uh, w- what's like one kind of cool fact that you might have learned about one of them when you were got to interact with all of them? So Eric Decker, like all the other ones were very cool, but Eric Decker was just so down to earth. Mm-hmm. which I think was the most unique. I mean, we put celebrities up on this pedestal when we see them on TV and on the sure. radio, we hear them on the radio and all these other things, especially being such an important like athlete. Like I am a sports person to my core. Like my husband and I watch sports. We attend all the games and everything. And just to have a conversation, he was like, yeah, like how's your Monday? And I was just like, my Monday's great. How's your <laughs> Monday? <laughs> like having just such a basic conversation is not something you expect to Mm -hmm. have and just being on that personal level with someone even though i will never see them again i can be like hey yeah we we had an actual full conversation about (laughs) you know your career and it was just a very cool experience that's awesome that is so i wanted to kind of take a like a hard shift and go over to uh blizzard beach yeah um so what like kind of was the app so you did food and bev at okay so what was kind of like the atmosphere of all of these people that are going from swimming to eating to swimming. I feel like it's just kind of different it than is the parks. The most odd experience. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> so I, so when you're in food and beverage at blizzard, you're technically status to either ODB. So all the cart carts outside or your status to the main lodge, lot of water lodge. So I somehow managed to kind of get both. <laughs> Nice. I was technically supposed to be in the lodge, but because I've had prior food and beverage experience of being what we call a stalker, so you push the heavy carts, you're loading things in and out, you have a little bit more food and beverage knowledge than the average Joe or the average CP that gets sent into (laughs) food and beverage. (laughs) I was sent pretty much to be a stalker for the remainder of my college program. So (laughs) April, May, June, July, August, and the end of August, first week of September, where I was roaming from inside to outside. So you see a very different type of atmosphere because when you're only working outside, you only really see the people that come up and get something small, like fries or a dessert or something quick, where when you're working up at the lodge, you might see the same family two to three times in a day. If they keep coming back up and you get to kind of see the whole family where when you're outside at the carts, you might just see one person. So it's right. definitely a complete polar. Sorry. <laughs> I am I am terrible <laughs> with like I know I'm not funny, but I still say them anyway to think I'm funny. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, but that's good. There's so many 
like working at Blizzard was so fun. I would say of all of the locations that I have worked throughout Disney property, Blizzard has been the most like core family team mm. that I'm still friends with almost everyone because That's when awesome. you're so small and like resorts are small and that kind of thing. But if one area of foods in our kitchen at Blizzard does not operate to 100%, everyone else in the kitchen knows. <laughs> so you become very quickly to be like, okay, so-and-so is over here and they're struggling on fryers. I'm going to jump over here because my side is very, is all cleaned up or all done. Mm. And it, it has to work like that because unlike in the parks, you know what your rush times typically are. You typically mm. have that rush from 11 to one where people are like, okay, now I'm hungry. I ate first thing in the morning. Now I'm ready to go or evening for dinner time. The water park is so off. You don't have a downtime. Mm, okay. You pretty much, people get there first thing in the morning and usually mm. the foods don't open for about an hour to an hour and a half. I mean, you have some coffee and stuff like that. Sure. But we don't really truly open the food stuff until middle of the day. But the moment 11 o'clock hits until minutes before we close is, is nonstop where you're not prepared for that coming from other areas. I mean, coming from ESPN where we were super busy during a period of time during an event and then we have some time to sure. get to know your coworkers. <laughs> yeah, nothing I... else is going on. <laughs> but in Blizzard, we didn't have that moment. Like there would be 15 to 20 people on our front line. Just man, it would be manic. But at the same <laughs> time, you each had your own individual thing you were in charge of to where it worked so cohesively from the inside but looking from the outside guests would be like oh my god there's like a hundred people on the counter mm -hmm. one of them's gonna bump into someone and something's gonna spill <laughs> but it would work because we all knew exactly how the other person operated which i haven't really experienced that anywhere else i've been on disney property so i don't know if that's okay yeah so unique to the water parks to where if you are not moving at light speed mm -hmm. things just pull apart right right we also have to deal with a lot of tour groups okay yeah gotcha More oh yeah than i feel like the parks do like they go to the parks but they'll go to the parks and they'll roam the park mm -hmm. blizzard in the way like blizzard and typhoon are set up they could be in one corner and you still experience it it's on like, gotcha. oh, well, if you're in Fantasyland, I'm safe in Tomorrowland. Like, we're good. <laughs> that makes, that yeah, makes sense. not apply in the water parks. <laughs> so uh, is it interesting? Was it kind of different um, be, in the sense that water parks kind of are affected by the weather a lot more so than the parks? So, like, were there actually days that you didn't work because of inclement weather? So in my entire college program at Blizzard, there were only three days that I physically did not go to work. Mm, okay. And it was when we had, I don't remember the actual tropical storm's name, but we had a tropical storm that came through in May, I believe. And the first day we were given the option to go home or we could stay and like get things cleaned up, just kind of like prep. Okay. Gotcha. We had so many people that we were stepping on each other. And I was like, I've already worked a bunch of hours this week. Like <laughs> someone can stay or like with knowing that we had so many CPs, we had so many part-timers. 
we wanted like a lot of the CPs were like, okay, well, like, let's give our part timers some hours this week because I did my college program before all the rules changed. Mm, So I, it was either 2017 or 2018. The college program had a massive core fundamental flip. So where, when I did mine and my husband did his, we were not required to work a certain number of hours. Mm. As long as you work your number of hours to pay your rent, Mm -hmm. you were good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or if you didn't, it was taken out the next week. And right. if you gotcha. made it within two weeks, you had to pay it up front or something like that. Mm-hmm. But now you are required to work so many hours unless you have like a dispensation or something from your leaders, Damn. which was a very unique change that went on. So where we were like, oh, our part-timers need hours. Hey, part-timers, <laughs> here's some hours. These, right. Yeah. Exactly. So there right. was there was that span of three days. And then when the storm was actually supposed to come through, we were all just called and they were like, hey, you guys can just stay home. It's an ADO. You're good to go. Like <laughs> we're not opening. And then the only other day was what a pipe burst. Oh. And Ooh. then they were like, yeah, we're, there's no point in us opening. So you can either go to Typhoon or go to Animal Kingdom or go home. And I was like, I'll just go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At That's that point, it's like, yeah. <laughs> We didn't, I mean, when I was down here, we didn't have a ton of massive, I mean, we had a ton of rain Mm -hmm. that spring and that summer, but we didn't have like close the park in the morning. We closed early quite a few days where with water park weather is a little different or is regulated different than the parks it parks are. So with, Working at Boardwalk right now with our pool, if the weather, if the lightning is within so many miles, we have to close the pool immediately. And we can't reopen the pool until it is outside of that space. Gotcha. So let's say a storm comes in and it just sits on us and you're like, (laughs) so is it going to move or (laughs) it doesn't matter about per se visible lightning or like auditory thunder. It's where it is on the map. Which right. is super fun explaining to people when it's sunny and the pool's closed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That, that water can be parks, an easy conversation. Exactly. With the water parks, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's been a few years since I was at the water parks, but there were a lot of years or a lot of days that year that we were like, okay, well, the park's supposed to close at six. It's four. The rain's supposed to stay here for an hour and a half. We're not going to reopen for a half hour. Mm-hmm. We're going to just close the foods they can hang out if they want with the food or stuff like that so that was very different than working in like a resort or a park where very rarely we put we close the pool super early unless it's like 20 degrees and snowing which <laughs> still have yet to experience snow in florida but it's gotten pretty cold yeah that and you know what that would fit the vibe of uh blizzard beach so it, coming from a too mad about it born at christmas and loves all things Christmas. I was not sad listening to Christmas music music every day. That was not a bummer for me. But I did have a lot of friends that were like, okay, we're, we're done with the Christmas music. <laughs> and then Frozen was released. And then, and then Frozen Summer. Frozen, music. Frozen Summer came to Blizzard in 2016. Because Frozen, I think, was released in 2015, 2014, mm-hmm. 2015. But it took a year to get Frozen Summer at Blizzard, and we had me and group <laughs> Elsa and Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, 
and like 12 times a day they would play certain games with songs mm. we just knew like you knew in your oh, let it go was gonna play 15 times that day and you were like i can do this <laughs> that's rough that is that is that could be brutal i can handle it once or twice but mm -hmm. anything more than about five times a day is is too much for me <laughs> yeah so me as well let's let's get into a little bit of um the opening team for the festival at epcot uh do you want to briefly just give us like a summary of like what that meant for sure so when i i originally did not apply to the festival team so the way i got rehired was a little odd not complaining <laughs> but odd so i had actually accepted one of the like seven college pro college program professional internships in disneyland mm -hmm. which uh -huh. is come to find out very very hard yeah know that at the time and it was either moved to california which i had already like paid my paid my dues had like a, everything was set up i just had mm -hmm. a day i had to go actually mm -hmm. out there on a whim i was like hey like let's see if there's anything in florida went on to the Disney careers and they were like, Oh, we're hiring part-time and full-time food and beverage. And that was what my, my additional skill was in. And I was like, yeah, might as well. I'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. And the next morning I had a email that was like, schedule your interview. And I was like, Oh, okay. That, that <laughs> went quickly. Next day had the interview. I think I was in the interview for 10 minutes and the lady on the phone, I will never forget. She's like, so this is kind of just a formality. We just want to offer you a position. Can you start immediately? And I was like, <sighs> Hmm. what do we consider immediately? Cause this was December like eighth. I hadn't even taken my senior final oh, wow. in college yet. And she was like, Oh, like we need you down here on the 10th. And I was like, <laughs> that's in two days. She goes, yeah. Like, can you just, can you get down here really quick? Like we want you on the opening team, all of your old like leadership from your college program are the new leaders on this team wow. and kind of fast tracked this. And I just kind of was like, well, that's really, I'm very honored, but I haven't even finished college yet. <laughs> wow. So luckily I was able to work with Disney a little bit and they were able to push my start date until the 17th. So at least give me time to finish college, move out of my apartment, make the drive from Michigan to Florida, <laughs> and then fill out paperwork and start work on the 18th of December. And I got in on the 18th and I walked into the room and it was all of my old leadership from all wow. across Disney property. Cause I'd worked in so many places on my college program that I knew so many leaders in so many different areas. So when I walked in and a leader from my water parks team was there and a leader from ESPN was there and leaders from other resorts and parks were there. I was just like, this is the best of every world. Like all of my wow. favorite leadership in one location because they basically pulled from all of our property to create this new team, which was called Epcot Festivals. Because hmm. in the past, anytime they had flower and garden, food and wine, or holidays around the world, that was all run by people who had requested to work those for a small period of time, and then they go back to their normal location. Well, with the plan of bringing in this Festival of the Arts, they knew that they needed and they couldn't maintain growing festivals without having a status quo team. Because it's hard every year to retrain brand new people with, and I won't, I won't sugarcoat it, food and beverage <laughs> is not candy canes and roses. It <laughs> right, has right. Yep. dark moments. But if you know how to handle them 
it's not, it's not terrible, mm-hmm. but it's hard to train new kids. And especially a lot of college program kids who have never poured, never poured a beer, don't know how to change a keg, have never even served alcohol before. Most of them have never even drank before. Right. How to know the telltale signs of someone who you can't serve anymore is very hard to teach mm. month after month after month. So creating yeah. this core team made it so that we only had to train a very small number of people instead of 700 people seven okay. before, festival, yeah. before the festival would start. So I got in there and they were like, so – we don't have a lot done for Festival of the Arts. We have some stuff done, but we need a lot of help. We were like, okay, it was me and I think seven or eight other people. We sat down in this room and they were like, what recipes do we like? And I just went, <laughs> what? They were like, yeah, like we want to we want to clarify all the recipes. We want to go through all of the artists who are coming in, look at all the performers and getting this like long list of they were, we were like picking the leaders were picking and choosing. And we were like, yeah, that sounds like a cool thing. <laughs> and going through it. Festival of the Arts, I think was put together in like six and a half weeks. Wow. Oh, man. It That's was a very crazy. short turnaround. I mean, it started before I got there. So they were, they already had a portion of it done, but like we were still going through like frantically training people, getting people to come in. We did not even have a set costume. <laughs> For Festival of the Arts. Oh, geez. Because for food and wine and flower and garden, it was always the flag shirts. Mm-hmm. But the theme of Festival of the Arts was supposed to be art. Like it was, you were supposed to seem, it was supposed to be a regal festival in the aspect of where flower and garden is very much that summer fun, whimsical, holidays is its own thing. Food and wine, you just, you expect the red. You expect the right. red flags. They were trying to create something more sure okay well what are we gonna do Mm -hmm. so we ended up wearing chef coats oh oh nice we wore culinary chef coats and so culinary we were in the same clothing basically as culinary because we were (laughs) assisting in a lot of the stuff unlike in prior years where culinary was their own thing and we kind of just did their registers we would pour the drinks and go about our merry way this kind of put the regular host hostess role in the food prep line so you were like oh my gosh i am putting garnishing and finishing touches on something this is normally not like food and beverage unless you're in a quick service you're not prepared or really trained on any of that and especially for right. food and wine our main job during food and wine was pouring the drink and handing a tray out right. just so that okay. everyone can get through because you have so many people during food and wine that you're like okay it's it's get it out otherwise you're struggling to get food out and you're going to have super long lines. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we were putting final touches on these food items and they were completely brand new booths. So every single booth that was brought out for that year was a brand new construction, which oh. is why they look so strange. So we had one, <laughs> okay. which is now funny because now it's used as Australia slash citrus fresh or whatever the new term was, but it was two buildings that they had torn one wall off of either building that were prior used in food and wine, put them together and splashed paint all over it. <laughs> that's a, that's a unique way to go about that. Yeah. It was so cool. But we also didn't know how it was going to go over because this had never been done at Epcot yet. This was supposed to be a, a fancy festival where you had Broadway performers and you had artists who were just going to be out and about drawing and showing their art and performing and all of these things where Disney didn't really have anything like that yet. 
I mean, they had some of the performers where the kids would come in and sing or you had candlelight. But this was on another another level, another spectrum of what Disney could do. Mm. So about five days leading up to it, we were putting finishing touches on, okay, this is the menu. We were getting trained on the menu. So we knew what everything had. And we all sat down the day before we were the, before the soft, soft opening for our <laughs> tech media day, mm-hmm. we all sat down and it was six liters and maybe 50 of us in a room, which was all we started with. Cause we didn't finish training everyone yet. So anyone who was trained was in that room. We kind of sit down. We're like, this is either going to go great or we're going to fall on our faces, but <laughs> we tried <laughs> because right. the festival was only supposed to be, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. There was only one location that was open during the week. Mm. And the Broadway performers were only on the weekends. Mm. So it was very bare minimum. Because if they didn't know if it was going to work, why put 1,000% of this and then middle of the week, nobody really cares. Right. And it was also a weird time. I mean, January, February, and March at Disney is very weird. Because it's after the holidays. Everyone is back in school. Mm-hmm. It's chilly. I mean, coming from <laughs> Michigan, it's great. I love it. But for right. Florida, now that I've been down here for a long enough time, it's it's cold. It gets cold down here. It's a mm-hmm. relative cold. Right. So you have that where people are not in shorts. They're not coming out to be in the parks for super, super long. It's usually when we have that lower period of time where you can get on a ride in 15 minutes that you'd normally wait an hour for in the summer. Mm-hmm. We were all very, very concerned and media day came around and we didn't tease any food. There <laughs> were no pictures. There was nothing put out because we didn't have any pictures. <laughs> right. Yeah. The first day we were like any photographer, any, any person who has a camera take photos And that was what was getting sent until we had like professional, nice photos for stuff to be put up. I mean, some of the signage hadn't even been finished yet. We, that was one, that was the second longest day I've ever worked in my Disney career was opening day of Festival of the Arts. We all got in at five o'clock in the morning. We were stocking things in. We were still pushing like refrigerators into the locations that morning, getting Mm. stuff ready and then I remember they were like, they like pulled me over and they were like, so do you want to stay to close? Oh, jeez. I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> like, let's go. And we ended up being way busier than we had expected because they only put two people in a booth thinking, okay, well, yeah, a few people mm-hmm. come in, media. Well, after the media was there, so many people wanted to come up and try it that we weren't going to say, oh, no, only for press badges or only for media badges. So we had like regular guests coming up wanting to try all this stuff. So we ended up staying open four hours longer than the booths were supposed to be open on that media day. Mm. And it just blew up. And the next morning was our first official like main opening day with the actual performers. We were slammed. And it was like, we all sat back and we went, this is going to (laughs) work. We did it. Yeah, um, and good. sorry to interrupt. We do have to go to break really quick. Oh, uh, we're at about 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so we will go to break really fast, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, listeners, if you guys are a fan of Cast Conversations and want to support our show, feel free to go uh, check out our merch store. 
at storefrontier.com slash cast conversations. We have normal merch and after hours merch, which is uh, very cool, designed by your very own Jeremy Eason. Uh, so feel free to go check that out. Welcome back. So uh, we'll just get right back into where we were. So we'll go into your next job, which is kind of your current job. Um, your We can just kind of encompass it all under um, the uh, children's activities. So Yes. So I'm currently at Boardwalk. I did a small stint. Well, I guess it's not quite small. One day under a year of being at the children's drop-off center at DVC at the Saratoga location, which was very unique. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, so parents would come in to book a tour to visit, see if they wanted to become members. And we would basically entertain the kids (laughs) while the parents were on their tour. That was very interesting. Uh, Prepared me a lot for life. Yeah. (laughs) We had a lot of fun experiences. Can't say I enjoyed every single one of them, but you know, getting, getting, peed on and thrown oh, out on this period. <laughs> oh no. So but, so it was it was young kids, like really yeah, young so kids. So okay. three to twelve. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. Kind of the opposite for boardwalk. So for our community hall, you have to be twelve in order to not be supervised by a parent. <laughs> mm. So did you find that the twelve like the <clears throat> ten to twelve year olds had a little bit more resistance? Like they didn't really like they're almost like getting to the age where they're too cool. Yes and no. So it was funny. So you had the kids that you could tell were siblings, like had siblings. You have the older kid that was like 11 that wanted to be in the room simply because they knew they didn't have to like watch their siblings. They could just Mm. be in the room and play the video games and the other ones would basically be entertained. We would be entertaining them. So they were like, this is like a vacation for them. And then you had the ones that were only child, only children (laughs) that, were in the room in like 11 and they were like, well, why can't I just be in the room with my parents and play on my phone? Right. And it's hard with them. Like a lot of the little ones, we, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had our moments with the little ones where you're supposed to be three to be in the room and the parents Mm -hmm. were like, yeah, 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 they're three. And then you get in the room and the kids in a full diaper crying and you're like, let me see that birth certificate. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we we had our definite, we had our spectrum of events. I mean, we had our like little, little ones that the parents were like, oh yeah, they're three. And you're looking at them and you're like, there's no way you were three years old. It is just not happening. Or you'd have the kids that you're like, okay, this kid looks like he's 16. He's got a mustache. He's not 12. (laughs) So I mean, we had, we had all ranges of, of events and ages and stuff in, in there, which was an experience, but my favorite so far has definitely been working at boardwalk and children's activities because Mm. it's a complete opposite of the drop-off center where if they don't want to be there, they leave. Right. Sure. (laughs) Which is really kind of nice because you know, the ones that are actually hanging out with you want to be there and they want to have fun where you're like, okay, they are going to be more engaging. They're going to actually, they're not going to kind of have that like talk back attitude where they really Mm -hmm. want to be there. So they're going to have fun because we have kind of two different areas that you can be in with children's activities. So I work at a deluxe resort. uh, I should say a deluxe Disney vacation club resort. So we have a community hall. Not all of them do a good majority of them do, but basically it's an inside activity area where we have paid crafts, we rent movies, um, we are always playing Disney movies on our TV, we have a few arcade games, and right now we have some fun like PlayStation and mm-hmm. Wii, Wii U, and Switch. 
So it's just pick up the new the new next gen consoles. (laughs) No, I mean we're playing off of a Wii U, and I'm pretty sure the Wii U came out in 2013. So Disney couldn't write out that check for a Switch. We, so we have a switch, but right now with COVID, it's so hard because we only have a certain number of TVs right. that our Wii U is in our area because it's on an older TV, and the switch has to be on the newer TV. Mm. And more kids want to play the two PS4s that we have than the switch because we have some of the new Kingdom Hearts games and like mm. that kind of thing. So they're more like they more want to play that than they do just that the makes sense. Switch. That makes sense. But it's and we've got some pinball, we've got air hockey, which. You know, after eight hours, sometimes gets a little old. <laughs> are there are there some non-video game activities you do? Like what what's what are some of those examples? Yeah. So inside community hall, we don't really do a lot of activities inside. It's mainly the crafts and coloring pages and stuff like that. But on the pool deck where we have our main CAC children's activities hostess is where we do trivia, games, water games. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And then that usually transitions onto our, we call it our village green. So it's our big wide open space right off of the main boardwalk okay. where we'll do, we'll watch our movies at nights. So we have our blow up TV screen. We'll have hula hoops and soccer balls and we have giant Jenga and all that fun stuff that we do out there. So that's more of the hands-on stuff. Unfortunately, COVID has pretty much altered everything we've done <laughs> with children's activities. I feel like Children's activities got the blunt of the knife per se with how we've had to alter our operation where a lot of times in like foods and other areas haven't had to alter too much. But when you work with kids of all ages and you have to try and explain to a small child that one, they have to keep their mask on (laughs) two, they can't come up and hug you when they've known you for years because working at a resort is so different than working in a park. Like it's, you might run into the same guests every once in a while, but when someone is staying at your resort for the upwards of two weeks, especially with a lot of our DVC members, you get to know that entire family oh, I bet. in and out, especially when that's their home resort. They come back year to year to year. So, I mean, I have a lot of families that I've now, since I've been there for two and a half years, they've been on 10 vacations at Boardwalk. So I've watched these kids grow up over the years now. And trying to explain to the parent that they can't come up and hug me when every other time they've seen me, they hug me. So it's very much an altered experience to where in the parks, you don't really get those one-on-one interactions where you get to make lifelong friendships with the families, Mm -hmm. where the resorts just gives you that opportunity to get to know all of them. I mean, you know where they're from, you know their story, you know what they're doing at that point. And when they come back next, you're like, oh, how did this go? And they're like, oh, it went like this where you don't really have that opportunity mm, yeah. anywhere else I found so far working at Disney. That, yeah. That's very unique that you get to actually build those relationships with kids you recognize. So. Exactly. It, it's, it's fun because you get to see those milestones. I mean, we had a little kid the other day who um, lost his first tooth. And the last time <laughs> he was down here with us right before COVID He was like, yeah, he goes, I'm getting to the age that my brother was where he lost his first tooth. And when he came back first after COVID, like they were one of the first families that came back when we reopened in June. I was like, so did you lose a tooth yet? And he goes, no, not yet. And it was one of those things where he was like, I can't believe you remembered. Mm -hmm. But when you make those connections, I mean, that's, that's what's so different about working in a park versus working in a resort. Oh yeah. That's, 
that definitely makes sense and like just re- just remembering stuff like that for people it just it makes them feel so good it's it's like oh wow that's really cool that exactly. you know who i am um, a lot of times we have we have members that'll come back and it's funny because they they remember you but they're like do they remember me <laughs> like they'll come right. in and be like and you're like oh hi, how are you doing how's this and they're like okay yeah she remembers me that's funny <laughs> It's almost the test as to whether or not we've paid attention. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely so, fun. So we also wanted to talk about your uh, YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. So what came first? Which so, was the original? <laughs> as funny as this is. So the YouTube technically came first. So my husband is a professional videographer. Mm. Um, so he does that for a living. <laughs> okay. And about... A year, well, Galaxy's Edge opened in the summer of 19, 18. At this point, after 20, everything is kind of mushed together. So when <laughs> Galaxy's Edge opened was kind of when our YouTube formed. Because we went to the preview, the cast preview for Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. And we took a bunch of video and just had like a grand old time. And we were going through all the footage. And he was like, wow, this would make like a really good YouTube video. And I was like, I don't know how to edit. I am not a person that is on screen. I like that is not my personality. Like up until TikTok, my family didn't even believe that this was a thing. Like mm-hmm. I was not the social media person. I have a Facebook to see my baby cousins because I live 1200 miles from everyone. But that's really, that's really all. I mean, I have an Instagram, but I think I have like 600 followers. <laughs> I mean, it was like nothing mm-hmm. until we created that first YouTube video and got like 250 views and people were like, oh, this is really cool. And then he got busy with work. I got busy with work and it just kind of existed, but we didn't really do anything with it. We kind of forgot we had it, honestly. Mm. And then March came around and I got my, what I thought was going to be two week paid vacation. Mm, and yeah. The day after I got my like, hey, we're extending it for another two weeks. One of my friends who has, I mean, now he's a year old, but she had a little one at the time and she would just want to send me all these like goofy videos. But when you go to send a TikTok to someone who doesn't have TikTok, it sends it in like nine messages. Like, look what I found. Here's the link. Here's the video. Here's the preview. And I was like, girl, you got to stop sending me 8,000 of these a day. She's like, well, right. just download it. I can just send them to you on it and it's less messages. And I was like, ah, fine. So <laughs> I had it for about a week and I didn't make any videos on it. I just kind of watched stuff. Right. And then I noticed that there was just kind of a, a void of anything Disney. Everything was just kind of the same type of content it was all very much lip syncing or the dancing and yep. neither one i do so i was like oh like everybody just seems like everybody just needs some like disney and it just kind right. of started super small as i was showcasing some of my like disney pins and stuff that my husband has had from being a disney imagineer and just kind of little stuff and it just kind of started going and I remember the one day I was like, oh my gosh, I looked at my husband. I was like, I have a thousand people following me on TikTok. Like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? And he was like, oh yeah, like that's interesting. And I was like, yeah, but like, it seems like a fluke. Well, then I had made a video. And the funny thing is my first video to go viral was not even Disney related. Um, mm. It was about my husband and his obsession for crazy shirts. Mm. Oh. All my husband wears are these 
crazy Hawaiian, like <laughs> every crazy pattern in the book. And I had purchased, it was the day TJ Maxx reopened. <laughs> I had found this crazy 80s, like psychedelic patterned shirt. And I was like, this is him wrapped up in a box. I had to buy it. So I brought it home and I gave it to him. And he was like, oh, this is so cool. I want to go back tomorrow and see if there's any other styles like this. <laughs> we walk into TJ Maxx and he found the matching shorts. Which oh, my God. And he puts up these shorts and I like had taken a goofy video of it. And just for <laughs> giggles, I was like, ah, I'll put that on here. All my 1000 friends will see it. And then I turned my phone off and I went about my Sunday and just <laughs> did my thing. And then all of a sudden my friend calls my husband and goes, Colleen is not answering her phone. And he was like, oh, well, like her phone's charging. Cause I, I don't even carry. I mean, now I do, but up until six months ago, it would be somewhere. <laughs> right okay where's my watch to find my phone <laughs> and she goes colleen's video is blowing up and i was like what are you talking about and all of a sudden i'm like looking at this video and it's getting it has a hundred thousand views it is two hundred thousand views and by the evening less than like six hours later it had like six hundred thousand views and i was like oh my god what is happening and everyone was like why didn't you buy him the pants and oh you're being a terrible wife like just buying the pants <laughs> and i was I was like, did you really want the pants that bad? And he goes, no. And I was like, what is happening? Like, it was my first experience with, like, crazy people on social media. And I was like, oh, my God, why do people do this for a living? Like, this is <laughs> yeah. insane. And I made a joke. I was like, fine. If it gets to one million views, I'll buy him the darn pants. <laughs> and an hour later, it hit. And I just was like, okay, what, what is happening? So I went out and I got the darn pants. And then people were like, oh, and then you had like the people who actually were like, oh, we're going to follow you because we think you're funny. And then I was like, you think I'm funny? <laughs> <laughs> it kind so, of just transitioned into now it's mainly Disney because I started a series, Hidden Disney Magic, because the mm -hmm. parks were not open yet. People were very much missing Disney. They were Disney. And it was like, okay, well, what more do you want? And they were like, I don't know. You're a cast member. Like, tell us some secrets. And I was like, well, I can't tell you secrets because I'd like to keep my job. <laughs> but I can tell you stuff that you think is a secret. It's not actually a secret. You just might not notice it. And that mm -hmm. took off like wildfire. <laughs> well, if I can interrupt really fast, I have something I want to share. Um, we'll go ahead and pull this up right here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, is there any music in this? Am I going to get claimed? That's funny. <laughs> yep. There, there it is. is. So that's that's that. That was the original like video that I think at the end of that video I think I had like 5000 followers and I was like, "Whoa, like we hmm. made it, guys." And from there, it kind of took off so quickly because I, I mean, I, I would randomly take screenshots of like, oh, I have so many followers. And August, it just, it went, it lit up. I mean, the first week of August, I think was the first day I'd been back physically in a Disney park because all of my Hidden Disney Magic videos, I film myself. They're not taken from stock footage. They're not taken mm -hmm. from videos online. Mm -hmm. like, I'm physically in the park with my camera taking them because that's, Having a husband who's a videographer, like, <laughs> he would kill me if I ever used yeah. anything that wasn't my own 
or his videography. Like that's just something we would never do. Right. Yeah. First day we went back into the park, we were like looking around at stuff. And what started it is so inside of Toy Story Land, there is actually a box. There's two cereal boxes that line the bathrooms okay. in Toy Story Land. And one is Woody's cereal and one is Jesse's cereal. Well, when my husband was an Imagineer, he actually got to create the brand of cereal that is on that box. So in the mm. top corner, you see Battle Creek Cereal Company as a nod to us being from Michigan. So that oh. kind of started as like the first video of Hidden Disney Magic is him talking about him creating that box. And I never in a million years thought that it would take off. I mean, I've got over, it's close to 200 of these Hidden Disney Magic series videos that it's just taken over. So I have a question about that, actually. So I worked a lot in Toy Story Land. Um, and when we did our tour, because, you know, every cast member is given a tour oh, yeah. of their home park. They told us that the dominoes were by the Imagineers um, chosen specifically the specific numbers to commemorate anniversaries, children's birthdays, yada, yep. yada. Did your husband get any say in any dominoes? He did not. So when he was an Imagineer, he was a professional intern Imagineer. So mm. he was not a status imagineer full-time imagineer so he didn't really get a domino or a brick or anything mm -hmm. or a block because the blocks are also nods to the imagineers which way which blocks are these so the blocks that are all around toy story land you see like okay the, with the letters on them yeah like oh right 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 the my age blocks because kids nowadays don't play with blocks evidently i yeah. find out but so there is a big set of blocks that says JVB. Yeah, JVB for Joan I. Van Buren. And mm. she was the main creative director for Toy Story Land that my husband actually got to work with a lot. Wow. So it's very cool that there's so many things that even I didn't know. I mean, there's some things he's got tidbits on that I would have never known had I looked at those blocks that that's what that meant. But Well, and they just so put it right in front of you. It's right in front of us. Like we literally <laughs> yeah. see it and it's so obvious, but we don't notice it because that's how good Disney is at their storyline behind everything. And that's, I think what got this series noticed was mm. that it's not just, Oh, here's a hidden Mickey here, which is still very cool. But the hidden Mickey thing, a lot of people do mm -hmm. it's where it's not something super unique. A lot of these things people had never noticed before. And COVID kind of gave me that opportunity. I was at home. Granted, I was going through grad school at the time, which took a phenomenal amount of my time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Between TikTok and grad school, I think there was maybe the amount of time I slept that I was not on either my computer mm -hmm. or my phone, which was the most I think I've ever been on it my entire life. <laughs> so going from, oh, from cool. no social media to mm -hmm. what I'm doing now is just such an overwhelming yet exciting feeling. Yeah. I, yeah, I can imagine for sure. Uh, so what, what would you say was your most viewed hidden uh, Disney magic? So my part? most viewed is mm -hmm. most viewed by a lot. Like all the others are majority anywhere from about a hundred thousand views up to about seven or eight hundred thousand views mm -hmm. i have about five of them that are over a million and i have one that is over four million and that is oh, my wow. pride and joy <laughs> um so funny enough it is actually the story of the dread family at haunted mansion so the bus oh. that are around the entryway 
Mm -hmm. um, in the first like loading area. Yeah. And that video went like wildfire. Like how I talked about the t-shirt and the shorts video going like wildfire. Yeah. His head hit like 700,000 in two hours. Wow. And I didn't realize that it had gone because I posted it before I went into work. And then Mm -hmm. I put my phone in my locker and I got Mm. to my break and I opened my phone and I had messages from like eight or 10 different friends of mine and like (laughs) husband and just notifications out the wazoo on my phone. Like my phone. Was that part 58? What? Was that number 58? <sighs> I think, I, okay, I think I found that the reason I asked is I think I found it. So I'm going to pull it up really quickly. And if this is it, it we can watch be. it. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just share the screen and we'll see if this is the right one. Oh, it didn't work. Let me try this again. Let's see if this is, okay, it's working now. I'm going to refresh it so that it can start from the beginning. I don't think this is it, but we're going to see. It should have the bust as the head, the, like the head video should be like the oh. bust. I think it's in okay. the 70s. If you want to, if you want to just keep talking, I'll, I'll find it. And I it think up. it's in the seventies. Um, the one Jeremy sent me, I, I actually remember seeing like a, a while back. It was, it was the uh, one about how you actually only listen to one song. Uh, yes, throughout the whole that one also that one went pretty crazy too, but I think the day I realized that I could no longer keep my social media a secret <laughs> was the one I did about the boardwalk. It was mm-hmm. about the story with Leaping Horse and the horse divers. Because we have a painting in the um, ballroom area of our convention center. Okay. And at this point, I think I only had. 100,000 followers, not even. I don't even think I had reached 100,000 yet. This was in the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking out to my pool deck to go on in in costume, on stage, on the clock. And my duty manager stops me. And he's like, hey, Colleen. And I was like, <laughs> oh, hi. Like, I, I know the duty managers very well at Boardwalk. I do the property orientation tours mm-hmm. as a facilitator. So they all know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pulls me over. He goes, hey, I had the funniest story for you. And I went, Okay. But, and I knew I had posted that boardwalk one the day before, and I uh-huh. knew that it had, it had blown up. And I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> and he goes, I was at home last night, and I was I was hanging out with my wife, and she she leans over, and she shows me this video on TikTok. And I just went, here we go. Here we go. I'm done. Like, here's my blue ID. I'm ready to get fired. And, <laughs> yep, that's the one. And she, he goes, yeah, all of a sudden I was watching this video about how someone got into the convention center at Boardwalk. And I'm thinking, wait, no, the door was open. I did this not on company time. Like, I did it all in the up and up. And he goes, and then I heard the voice. And I recognized the voice. And I went, oh, no, what's happening? He goes, <laughs> I loved it. Have a great time. I'll watch for more. And I just was standing there like, shaking hyper-thinking, <laughs> like okay i'm not getting fired i'm not getting fired because <laughs> i had kept it a secret for so long mm, and then the yeah. moment that got out he had talked to one of my leaders and then all my coworkers started finding out and i had like coworkers coming up and they were like oh my god people have been sending me these videos and i didn't realize that they were you because we know you don't do social media and i was like yep that's me that's <laughs> But yeah, so right, this so is my most viewed. Let's see it. Oh, except we can't hear your sound. 
Jeremy. <laughs> what was that? We can't hear your sound. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's just uh it's just uh, playing on your screen. Again. Uh share screen. Do you have to like oh share sound? There we there go. There it is. Let's try that. So let me just refresh this. But yeah, oh, I getting one point two million likes on something was just the yeah, that's... insane thought ever. Like this went bonkers. That is yeah, that's a lot. Hidden Disney Magic Part seventy two. Did you know that each one of these statues in the queue line for the Haunted Mansion tells a story of who killed who? This is the Dread family. Let's figure out who killed who. First up, this is Uncle Jacob. So Uncle Jacob was the first family member to be killed off. He was also killed off with poison. So the next family member is Birdie. And if you look closely at his epitaph, and you see that bottle at the top, that's the poison he used to kill. But it also tells you that he was shot. Now this is Aunt Florence. And when you see her headstone, you see the gun at the top, meaning she shot cousin Birdie. And she died due to canary seed, which brings us to the twins. If you look closely, you can see the seed bag. And obviously, since they use the seed bag, you can see the little bird in their kill section. But how did they die? Identical bumps on the head by none other than cousin Maud. And cousin Maud is actually the last family member to die. And there you can see that little hammer. But if you're trying to figure out how she died, the hint is to look in the back of her hair. She actually fell asleep with matches. Hidden Disney Magic Part 72. Wow. Did you know that each one of these statues in the queue line for the Haunted Man? So I actually, the funny thing about that is, so I had had a whole video that I had actually videoed. And for some reason, it like the file got corrupted. Oh, no. So I had to go back and take photos that I had taken of each of the statues that I had had. And I had to like piece them together. And it was my first experience of having to like edit something. <laughs> My husband was at work and I like called him and was like, okay, I'm trying to edit something. And he goes, for what? And I was like, for a video. And he goes, okay. And so I had to like download an app to like work this video. So not only was it the most that had blown up, it was the most that I had ever worked on a video yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That and seems it was, like work. It was so hard to try and say because there's so much to say in such a short period of time that I started by saying epitaph and then I realized after like the first try and I was like, I can't say epitaph every time. Not only <laughs> is my brain going to have like a malfunction, but this video will be too long. Mm -hmm. Right. And I ran out of time at the end to say, or did she? Because when you actually go back and look at the story, she says she went up in flames with the house. But when you actually go back mm. and like delve into the haunted mansion story, which I think I made a video later on about it is she fakes her own death, basically, because you see her portrait at the end, but you don't know oh. the story of how everything happens. So did she kill herself or did she? So mm. it was very funny because one of like the second or the third videos that Disney Parks TikTok made was about the Haunted Mansion epitaph <laughs> and these things. And the amount of times I was tagged in that video by That's my crazy. followers was like, guys, Disney's using Colleen's content. And I was like, Oh, well, actually, like, they're using their own content. I just made a video about it. Like, thanks for <laughs> looking out for me. But it's definitely been an experience to where that was the most humbling. Like, Disney made the same video that I did. Like, okay, yeah. guys, I'm on the right track. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really cool feeling, I bet. That's yeah, wild. That's, that's phenomenal. So That was cool, but I think the coolest experience that I've had so far is actually Freeform has reached out to me. Oh, oh wow. really? Yeah. So I 
back in the first week of December. So the Santa Claus movies are like my favorite Christmas movies probably mm-hmm. will be until forever, just because I was born the same year that the first one came out. So like mm-hmm. that has been something I've watched since I was very, very little and working in community hall, we were kind of slow the first week of December. Cause not a lot of people were down here yet for the holidays. And I must've watched those movies like three or four times in a two or three days period. And I started thinking about like the storyline of everything. And I ended up coming up with my own theory about the whole story, how it intertwines the first, second, and the third one, what is really going on in it. And I made this whole like eight part series about it on TikTok because my coworkers were like, well, like we kind of think we understand what you're talking about, but like you might just be overthinking. And I was like, fine, I'll put it on TikTok and see what the world thinks. (laughs) And those went wildfire, gangbusters. And it wasn't until like Freeform commented on one of the videos and it was just like the big eyes, the mouth, and then the other eye. And that was all <laughs> they commented. And I was just like, hold on. What? Like, <laughs> That's crazy. It's one thing for them to comment. And then I had gotten, they had reached out to me on Instagram and was like, hey, we came across your videos. We can't confirm or deny anything, <laughs> but we're, we really want to send you a care package. And I was like, no. They were like, yeah, let's just send us your address. So I haven't gotten it yet, but it's supposedly in the mail because they reached out to me about a week ago and they were like, we sent it, so stay tuned. Hmm. But like that kind of experience, I would have never, like looking back into March, had I been able to peek into the future and been like, oh, I would have had 266,000 followers. Netflix would have commented on my stuff. Freeform is sending me stuff. Disney's sending me, like Disney sent me the villainous game for doing something for them back in September, like that's something that I could never have even imagined in a million years. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. There's like nothing other to say than like, that's crazy. I, (laughs) I still don't. And it's, it's a little strange for me because I coming from like living in Michigan, like I was the kid that could like go, like I was invisible and it was great. I loved it. (laughs) I was invisible through high school and elementary. And then like to come, my parents were just down here. They just left the other day and we went to the park and I've had people that now recognize me in the parks and they come up and they're like, Oh my God, you're her. (laughs) And the first time it happened with my parents, I don't think my mom and dad were truly prepared for the experience because when I got about a hundred thousand followers was when I did detour to Neverland, their Mm. podcast. And I told him, I was like, mom and dad, I'm going to be on this podcast because I have a TikTok and like, this is all the stuff going on. And my parents were like, oh, sure. We don't really know what TikTok is. I mean, my parents are in their mid to late sixties. They were <laughs> like, sure. Sounds like, it sounds cool. Yeah. And for running people now, like come up and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I've made stickers that I hand out now if someone comes up and sees me mm-hmm. and my parents after the girl walked away and, the, and it was like an older, I mean, they were in their like late teens and the mom was like, Oh my God, we watch all your videos. And they walked away. And my mom and dad just looked at me and they were like, that just happened. Like you were just treated like you were a celebrity. And I was like, yeah, still not used to this. Still a little weird. It's super humbling, but like at the same time, a little weird. <laughs> yeah. That's that can, that can definitely be hard to get used yeah, to. I, I bet. It's been a That's process. Insane. I mean, I've I've had a lot of people that have like sent like, oh, a Christmas gift or they've sent cards and like getting getting cards. I got a card from a little girl 
I say little, she was 15, but at this point, my age to 15 is I consider her little. Mm-hmm. She sent me this handwritten Christmas card and it was saying, Thank you so much. Like, I've had such a rough year. I've gone through so much. I was bullied. Like, watching your videos has like helped me get through this. And I'm like sobbing in my kitchen reading <laughs> this card. Yeah, my husband comes up and that's goes, insane. Is everything okay? And I was like, I made a difference on someone. And he was like, Okay, like, it's okay. And I was like, That's <laughs> why I do it. Not like, I don't do it to get stuff. I don't do it to be recognized. I don't do it to do podcasts. I do it for the kid that it got them through 2020 Mm -hmm. or the people that I've made on here. I mean, the friends that I have made on TikTok, it is insane. And it's such, it's such a supportive, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there are sides of TikTok that are just ugly. They're the sides, the mean, the mean comments, the harsh, the rude. And then there's the side that is so supportive the group that's like, hey, we're here for you. We want to wish you a happy birthday. We want to know about your life. We want to support whatever journey. Or or the people that get so freaked out when I comment on something, they're like, oh my God, you commented back to me. Like, well, I'm trying. I, can't. I might not be able to get to all of them because sometimes there's a lot of comments, but I yeah. try to. Right, right. Yeah, it's so, eye-opening. That's awesome. And it's going to continue to grow, which is super cool. Yes, there's there's a lot to come in 2021. Hopefully, the goal is half a million, and I am halfway there. So, so all the people <laughs> listening right now, get her there or else. Get her, get her <laughs> to that. So, half not, not um, so let's transition now into our um, lightning round um, questions, Disney questions. So um, they are kind of right. rapid fire. So um, let's let's see if we can get one to. Let's see if we have one that'll throw her off. Maybe the last one. Yeah. So your uh, favorite Disney movie? All-time favorite Disney movie is Mary Poppins. It's the OG. Like nothing beats it. That's I don't think that I don't think that's ever been said actually. It which is interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. but, all it's right. my all-time. I mean, I have other mm-hmm. categories, but like that's sure. the the breadwinner. Sure, that makes sense. So favorite Disney character? Rapunzel. Okay. So same and skip same. the next one. Yep, skip the Disney, Disney princess, princess is Rapunzel. <laughs> well, okay. So if your next one was Disney princess, I can I can go two ways with that. So it's either favorite Disney princess is Rapunzel, favorite character is Pascal, or favorite character is Pascal. Mm. So either way, but okay. same movie. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, right. Your favorite Disney album. Ooh, okay. This is gonna date me a little bit. Um, the very first Disney Mania. <laughs> <laughs> wow interesting okay very nice I, I actually listened to that one too it was the first cd i ever got to play on my like boom box i got that christmas was it the, was it the purple one or the green one i believe it was the green one because i believe it went orange green purple okay i believe nice. but i played it so many times that it physically does not play anymore <laughs> honestly i think that's how mine is too yeah and then so, yeah, th- this next answer. question, uh, you might be a little biased. Your favorite Disney resort? Ooh, okay. So I'm going to totally throw you a curveball. Okay. Polly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. I, I got engaged at the Polly, so that will probably mm-hmm. forever be my favorite place. Favorite gotcha. working place okay. would definitely, resort would be to work at, would be Boardwalk, though. Okay. Gotcha. And then uh, finally, our favorite one, your favorite cue. Ooh. I'm going to get so much hate for this. 
figment. What? That's all right, crazy. Thank you all we... for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we I, just... I'm like infamous on this show for like hating figment. It's okay. I used to get hate for liking figment, so I'm used to it. Was it just our last guest? Did Matt? Who said they liked figment? I think it was uh, two two guests. Two guests. Yeah. Okay. That's um, that's interesting. So close to uh, so close together. But I will say, as funny as it was me just wrapping up, that kind of is our show. <laughs> that that kind of does wrap it up. So, Colleen, a huge thank you for being on. Uh, it was awesome to talk to you. You have such a rich background in the company. You have a plethora of jobs and a plethora of things you do outside of the company too, which is awesome. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and it was really it was really great to chat with you. Thank you for having me on. This has been an amazing experience. Awesome. So get her to the the goal she wants in her TikTok. If you don't, uh, Phil and I are coming to your house. Um, <laughs> and Disney, if you want to send us a villain's game, feel free. It's, it's an experience. Um, any game that tells me I need to watch the video to learn how to play. <laughs> my, my sister has the villainous game and we played it. And I was like, this is confusing. But I was fun. so confused. But I think I've got it. It's it's a challenge to figure out how to play. But maybe next uh, next solo episode, you and I can play it. <laughs> oh, it'll be a long episode, it, it, or a short one. It kind of it can take a while. It depends well, on your character, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Um, I guess there's there's no more to say. So we will we will head out of here. Colleen, again, thank you so much, and thank we will you. see you all in the next episode. All right, bye, bye everyone. Bye.